Welcome to the Voice of Revival. The heart of this program is to call God's people to repentance and proclaim that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Welcome to the Voice of Revival. This is Isaac Gabriel, the Voice of Revival, telling you Happy New Year. Welcome to the year 2024. 2024 is going to be a powerful year. This is a year of action. This is a year of where windows of opportunity are available. This is a year where whatever you're going to do, you must do it. Whatever the Lord has told you to do, you must do it while there's time. Because time is ticking. Because God's time is His appointed time. It's about to break in to our time. And when God's time breaks into our time, everything changes in a moment, in seconds. That is what we're going to see in the year 2024. And we're going to bring this second part of the spirit of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy is what we're going to see in the years to come. Let's go ahead and get jump into today's part of the spirit of prophecy. It was on December 26th, and the Lord began to speak to me about what is coming, what is coming for the church, what is coming for the church. We talked about the convergences here. The purging has begun. Then we jumped into speak no matter what. And now we're going to talk on teaching of the last days. And this is where we begin. Teaching of the last days. This is going to be something that the, that the spirit of prophecy is going to come upon prophetically. God is going to bring an understanding of the last days. Many are confused about the last days and the confusion has caused another gospel to be preached. A gospel of convenience, isolation, and hiding. I recorded a program called Preparing for the Hard Times. Program we did back in 2023. We did this program telling you what's coming. You know why God is coming in so strongly and there's a great awakening coming? Because there's also a great persecution that's going to come upon his people. Nobody tells you about these things because the prophetic has to repent. The prophetic ministry is going to have to get its act together. It's been teaching and it's been doing things that are driving people away from scripture, driving people away from understanding that God is also a God of severity. God is also a God of judgment. He's also a God who is going to discipline his children. We don't like discipline. We want to think that he's a God always in a good mood or that uh, there's not any judgment that's going to come upon anybody but that is wrong theology that is wrong thinking you see everybody's looking for jesus as the the child in the manger but he's coming back as the ruler the judge and the king of kings you're going to see a different side of christ this is what we're seeing this is not just a god of grace he's a god of mercy he's a god who calls us to repent he's a god who says this is what's coming for the last days prepare God is refocusing our understanding of preparing the saints to endure persecutions, a crisis because of the gospel of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I am quite convinced that many are ill-prepared to endure, stand strong, to hold fast in the days of trouble. For that reason, God is unveiling the understanding of the last days. What we have been taught about the end times has put the bride of Christ into a slumbering state quite frankly our shepherds have taught god's people to tucker down isolate hide until jesus comes and what we have done is ill prepared them 
for the time of testing. But the midnight cry is about to sound. You're going to be hearing messages coming up in 2024. We're going to talk about the wake-up call. We're going to talk about the good news gospel of the kingdom. That's just part of the messages that are, have already been given. Return. We're talking about the book of Acts is back. Why is God emphasizing so much on us returning to the book of Acts? The midnight cry. That is just a few of the messages. We must get not only prepared. I think that we should have been prepared already. It's to get us in position. This is a year of taking action. This isn't the year of folding your folding your hands and just looking and being a, a bystander. This is no year to be a spectator. This is a year to get involved. This is a year to get your act together. This is a year to make everything right. But the midnight cry is about to sound. The wake-up call is coming. The next thing, there's going to be a push to the teaching of the second coming of Christ. There's going to, you're going to see this. You're going to see more and more people begin to teach on the return of Jesus Christ. And here at the VOR, you're going to hear a different perspective. I'm not coming here of a perspective of we're going to talk about the return of Jesus Christ because we're not going to be here. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. I want to be ready. If Christ calls us and we go, praise God. But if we have to stand strong in the day of persecution, in the day of trouble, I want to be ready also. So we need to be ready no matter what. We need to be ready if Christ is going to come tomorrow or if he's going to come a hundred years or a thousand years from now. We need to keep teaching and telling the people he's coming. He's coming. He did say you will not know the hour or the day, but he gave us specific things in scripture that says that when you see these seasons, when you see these timings, when you see these feasts of the Lord, you'll know when my return is near. So the teaching of the second coming is going to become very vital. They will arise the anointing to teach on the second coming of Christ, a message that has been forgotten and neglected for far too long. The return of Jesus Christ. Many will begin to regain hope when they discover the teaching of the second coming of Christ. For many have taught in a way that is confusing and unbiblical. The Lord will send his anointing to his servants to preach the coming of the Lord, to prepare the way. As the Old Testament and New Testament scriptures come together, we will know the seasons of his return. For this reason, many have grown cold and many mockers have arisen to dismiss and say the Lord is not coming. It is the false date setters and those who have prophesied dates, hours and years that my son will come and all have been wrong. The Lord says, stop prophesying what you don't know. Oh, 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 ouch. Stop prophesying what you don't know. For only the heavenly father has set the time, the kairos of the return of the king. You see, we live in a chronological world. We go by a Gregorian calendar. It goes by seconds, minutes, months, days, years, we go by set times, but God has a, a different time. He's outside of time. He's in eternity. And he has what we call appointed times, the Moedi. He has in the New Testament, it's called the Kairos 
moment where everything stands still and he breaks into man's time and it changes everything. When a revival comes, when a great awakening comes, that is a Kairos moment. When God breaks in to man's time and he interrupts what we're doing. I don't know about you, but some people are going to be interrupted by God's appointed time, by God's window of opportunity. It's time to redeem the time, to buy back every opportunity, to seize the kairos of God. One thing, we're going to always go back to scripture. When I was talking about this, look what, look what it says in Peter. It says there's going to be scoffers. In the last days. Are we in the last days? We are in the last of the last days. What do you mean by that? That means there's been we've been walking in the last days since Jesus Christ walked the earth. But we're coming to this time where all of these prophecies are going to start to be fulfilled one after the other after the other. And we're getting closer to Christ's return. Why hasn't he come back? What does it say? He doesn't want that any should perish but all should come into repentance. Second Peter chapter three, verse three. Second Peter chapter three, verse three. Let's go to that scripture and let's read it. Let's read the chapter here. Look what it says. God's promise is not slack. I just said this. This is how you know that the word of God just lines up. Scriptures line up. Beloved, this is second Peter chapter three, verse one. Beloved, I now write to you this second epistle and both in which I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder that you may be mindful of the things which were spoken before the holy prophets and of the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Verse 3, knowing this, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts, and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were. With from the beginning of creation. Look what it says in verse 8. I'm jump, jumping down. But beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come into repentance that all should come to repentance i love this 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 entire you need to read this entire chapter of this letter where peter is addressing the church about the day of the lord how are we to be prepared we're to be steadfast how are we to be ready this is why we need the teaching of the second coming of christ because there's a lot of scoffers there's a lot of that are saying that the church is going to get better the church is going to be victorious so jesus is just going to show up no the bible says that all eyes will see him all eyes will see this is how you know you're going to get close what you're seeing in the middle east what you're seeing this war in israel is not stopping it's escalating and there's going to be more who are going to come against israel but god is going to awaken his people we are one people there's not separation. The body of Christ is one made up of Jews and Gentiles. And we're coming together and we're coming together as a family. I'm going to be bringing that message pretty soon. So the second coming of Christ is so important for what is happening is that we have given the naysayers 
ammunition to tear down our hopes of his return. I hear the Lord say, stop confiding in your own understanding and turn to my word. For many have used their own understanding, their culture, their interpretations, their upbringing, and they have been led to believe what is not true. For what I am doing is bringing them back to the foundations, the original of what the word was written and meant to the scriptures, and their eyes will be open to the truth, and I will make the understanding of the end times simple and clear. Many will have to repent and change the way they look at the end times, and it will begin with the teaching of the coming of the Lord. Woo! Come on, somebody. The second coming of Christ, the teaching of the end times. The Lord said this in, in this convergence to come, one of the most important things is going to be Bible prophecy and revival coming together. It's, it's merging, it's colliding. And we're going to understand Bible prophecy like we've never have in history. And when we do that, we're going to wake up. There's a wake up call coming, which gets us to our next part of this prophetic word. This prophetic word is called the awakening of the spirit of prophecy. Prophecy is going to become vital and key in these last days. Not the prophecy that you have been told through charismatic and Pentecostal understanding. Prophecy according to scripture. The end times is going to line up. You see, the Old Testament is going to be fulfilled, right? The Old Testament, there were script, there are still things in the Old Testament that are going to be fulfilled in our times. The problem is, some are telling us there's no need to read the Old Testament anymore. We're under a new covenant. We're under a covenant of grace. This is the grace revolution. But no, this is a time for us to seek the scriptures because what was written from Genesis to Revelation, all of it is going to come together. You, what, what, is, what is the Bible all about? It's preparing for a feast. It's preparing for a marriage. It's a love story. And in this love story, there's drama. In this love story, there are epic things. In this love story, there are all kinds of, of testimonies and accounts. What are they for? To help us understand and are there as examples for us to read and for us to put into practice in our day. I've just been talking about the second coming of Christ. And wow, it seems like we've taken some time here. Let me get to the second one. The wake up call just before the coming of the Lord, there will be voices that are sent to sound the alarm to wake up the sleeping bride of Christ. It's called the midnight cry. It will take place before Christ's return. What is the next prophetic event on God's clock? Is it the rapture of the church? Is it an end time war or is it the awakening of the bride of Christ? The answer is the awakening of the bride of Christ. This is a message the Lord gave to me. And I have not yet stopped preaching on it. Beginning in 2024, the alarms will go off. The sound of the shofar will ring loud. And as the Lord is calling us to wake up, the bride has fallen asleep. And the teaching of the end times from Matthew chapter 24 and 25 and the book of Revelation. The Old Testament and New Testament revelations will come alive as God begins to reveal his end time plan. And it's not what we have been told. This wake-up call will lead to the return of preaching the good news of the gospel of the kingdom. So, scripturally, what is the wake-up call? 
Where is it in Scripture? Look at this. Let's go to Romans chapter 13, verse 11. I'm going to start giving you Scripture upon Scripture, revealing the wake-up call. Look what it says. And knowing this, the time, that now it is high time. That means it's, it's overdue. It's time for you to wake up, to awake out of sleep. For our salvation is nearer than we first believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in reverie and drunkenness, nor in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 14, therefore, he says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. The days are evil. Why is there a wake up call coming? Because many are walking around spiritually asleep, spiritually asleep. Let me go to the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation. How many times did Jesus tell us to watch and pray that we may not enter into temptation? Look what it says to the church of Sardis. These things says he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. And he goes on to talk about this is the church of Sardis. This is the zombie church. This is the church that is a walking dead. They believe that they're alive, but they're spiritually walking dead and the wake-up call is coming and that's why we're going to read matthew chapter 24 we're going to do a whole study of matthew 24 leading into matthew chapter 25 and we're going to get a different perspective we're going to look at scripture of the end times not according to our our western mindset but hebraic understanding of what the scriptures were written for we're going to see parallels we're going to see prophecies. We're going to see this understanding, and you're going to see it in a whole new way. This changed my life years ago because I was just looking at one perspective. When the Lord showed me this, it just blew my mind. And I'm telling you, that's why we must be ready. Let's see if we can do one more here. I'm telling you, it just goes on. Like I tell you, it was a three-hour download and order of all of these things. And what the Lord showed me was out of these prophetic words are coming messages, sermons, teachings. I mean, I have so much material that can last for years just on what he, he showed me. And it's amazing. The next thing we're going to get to is called good news preaching of the kingdom. It was on my birthday, December 14th, that I asked the Lord, what are we going to do in 2024? <laughs> And then he brought me back to this. He says, preach the gospel, share the good news, 
For many are wanting a prophetic word for the coming year, and the Lord says, return to the preaching of the good news of the kingdom. It's the return of the preaching of the kingdom of God. We have drifted away from the gospel, instead have followed after the signs and wonders. Time to get back to preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Instead of desiring a prophetic word, preach the word of God. Tell people the good news. The messengers of good news. Listen to what I'm saying. The messengers of good news will arise in 2024. The gospel will be preached, for many have neglected it and instead followed after another gospel that is false. Where is the call to repentance? Where is the call to turn to the Lord? Why have you neglected the good news? Return to the good news preaching. For it is the preaching of the word of God that will shine bright in the darkness. I will put the words in your mouth. Listen to what it says. I will put the words in your mouth. Just stand up and speak what I tell you. I am raising up good news preachers. Teach on the kingdom of God. The preaching of God's word will lead to great signs and miracles because of the word. will build faith, preach the truth, and don't hold back. Good news preaching. I can go scripture upon scripture where Jesus said, I didn't come here to do my will, but to preach the gospel of the kingdom. The kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. It is all throughout the word of God. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among his people. That's just one scripture. If you go to the book of Acts, the message continues. This is what Acts is all about. It is the continuation of the gospel of the kingdom being preached and the works of the Lord being multiplied among the people. It could have says, but when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. They believed. What does it also say? Mark chapter 1, verse 15. Mark chapter 1, verse 15. Now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, saying, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. How do we know that we're closer to the end of time? Look at Matthew chapter 24, verse 14. Matthew chapter 24, verse 14. Look what it says. We're probably going to end on this because we're coming into another part. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the, all the world as a witness to the nations. Then the end will come. The gospel of the kingdom must be preached to all the nations. I believe that we're preaching the gospel, but we have neglected the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus preached it. The apostles preached it. The early church preached it. But now we're preaching the gospel of convenience, the gospel of of grace the gospel of faith everything almost has its own gospel but we have neglected the gospel of the kingdom it's time to get back to the good news preaching of the gospel of the kingdom so the lord says return to the good news preaching teach on the kingdom of god the preaching of god's word will lead to great miracles because of the word it will build faith preach the truth and don't hold back don't hold back. I pray that you're getting something here because this is what 
the Lord is putting on the heart of the VOR. Not only that, he's, <laughs> he is giving us all of this material, all of these things to, to not only prepare, but to get into action. We have been preparing. It is time to move into action and mobilize the saints. This is a year of action and mobilization. This is a year of doing, not just sitting. It is a time of action. We must go to work. I don't know. I've been hearing some people talk about this. We're going to work. This is a year of working. Working what? Putting our hands to the plow, working the kingdom things and seeing souls come to the Lord. I'm telling you with all my heart, people are going to become curious about the last days, but they're going to come and understand this when it's not so confusing. They're going to understand this when it becomes simple, that they're going to go, the light bulb's going to go on. They're going to go, whoa, really? This is what this is about. And this is why the Lord is breaking in. This is the awakening of the spirit of prophecy. Now, let me go to our main scripture, which is our foundation for this. Let's go to Revelation chapter 19, verse 10. And he said to me, these are the true sayings of God. Verse 10, and I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, see that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. His life and teaching are the heart of prophecy. You see, if we teach prophecy and it doesn't bring us to the life and teaching of Christ, then that's not prophecy. Prophecy is all about Christ. It helps us to understand that everything that's fulfilled is about Christ, is about the testimony of Christ, of Yeshua, Amashiach. We have to get back. We have to prepare. This is why the next time I'm coming to you, I'm giving you another understanding of being battle ready. We're coming into these times as we teach on the end times. It is going to create this faith to believe that we can stand strong in the day of adversity. Are you ready? I pray that there is an awakening of the spirit of prophecy that's going to come upon the church. And we're going to begin to prophesy in this way. It's going to begin to flow. It's going to begin to be like a river because we, are, we it's been polluted. And that is why there's a purging coming to cleanse all the pollution, to cleanse it. So there is a stream of purity in the prophetic, a stream where God has to shake his temple, where God has to shake his ministries, where the fear of the Lord returns. And we begin to prophesy according to scripture and according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Are you ready for this encounter? Let's pray. Father God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for the awakening of the spirit of prophecy. Lord, let the prophetic return to purity. Cleanse us, Father. Cleanse your prophets. Cleanse your prophetic ministries. Cleanse those who teach on the end times, Lord. Help them to return to an understanding of scripture like never before. 
for many of us have been confused. Many of us have been seeking after what is not there. And Lord, you're returning us to the purity of the word. Lord, your word said here in the last days, you will give us an understanding. You will give us a wisdom. You will give us knowledge and revelation. Oh, un- unfold it, Father. Disclose your secrets. Disclose the prophetic, Lord, like ways that we have never experienced before, Lord. Let it come. Let us return to the testimony of Jesus. Let us make sure that every prophetic thing that we speak lines up and brings us back to the word. You are the word. Christ is the word. Jesus is the word. Let the words line up with scripture, Father. Let it be, Father, that the awakening of prophecy brings us, Father, to a great understanding of the second coming. We want to understand it, Father. We want to understand the truth. We want to be ready for the wake-up call. And we want to get out there, Father, and be good news preachers of the kingdom. Teach us to understand the kingdom. You taught the disciples on the kingdom, and you emphasize, teach on the kingdom. For the power is going to come from on high so that you understand the kingdom. Keep preaching it. From the kingdom message will come the power on high. And I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. May your name be glorified in the this year and the years to come. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to the VOR radio show. Thank you for this brand new gear. We will be back again on another teaching, another part of the awakening of the spirit of prophecy. This, I told you, it was a three-hour download, and I can't give it to you at once. It'll probably just be too much. But I do this in segments so that you can digest it, so that you can get in your spirit. This is the time to take action. This is Isaac with the VOR Radio Show. We are a preparation ministry for the last days. And will you become a voice of revival for your generation? God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Voice of Revival Radio. To find out more about this ministry, visit us online at thevor.net.